what's up, Internet Land? Welcome to Scrublands. I am Christopher Casby here oh. with my ever-loving buddies, life companions. I snorted. BFFs, what have you. Chris Burrows and Daniel Sale. Say hi, guys. Hi. Do you ever laugh so hard that you snort? No. I do. Yeah. I don't laugh anymore. What? I don't laugh anymore. Chris you Casby need to, does not You need laugh. some joy in your life. I know. Life is horrible. You want me to hug it out with you? No. We can do that on the air. No. The audience can't see it. It's not the same. No, like it's an emotional bond, though. Smooch it out. Oh, we oh we <laughs> we can make smoochy noises. Slurp, slurp, squish, squish. So good. I know. You guys didn't know you guys were coming to Scrublet for yeah, man. sexy time. Yeah, man. Oh, no, yeah. this is this is what they come to Scrublet for. Yeah. All right, that's that's what you really come to the Scrubland podcast Past for. Blue ribbon, baby. Oh, my blue s- ribbon means it won an award a hundred years ago. Someone actually told us that we should get PBR to sponsor us. It was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, I, well, I heard they were like go. The PBR somebody, was like somebody uh, spun this wild uh, tale to me about them like going out of business. Now they had to sell a certain number of market shares to people to keep the business going and. I bet you can understand who who sold me this yes, giant imaginary tale about about the People's Bureau of Richmond, and yeah, you know, uh, it turns out Pass Blue Ribbon is still here, but the price has gone up. Yeah, when we were in Texas, uh, the guy at, at PF Chang's tried Hilarious. to sell us tried to sell us PBR during happy hour like it was some kind of like fancy ass beer. Like it's, tra- it's American brewed. <laughs> you the, see that it's a Blue Ribbon winner. The, I mean, like the, no, the guy, the guy was like. Uh, Hey, I I don't care. Like we've been drinking Sapporo's for a while now, and Sapporo is pretty much just like the Japanese Bud Light. Yeah, and we're like, whatever. Like I don't know, suggest something. It's happy hour, so we're just like drinking crazy rounds. We've just been in Fort Worth for like an hour, so mm-hmm. it's cool. And he suggested us Pabst Blue Ribbon. It was pretty funny, and I, like completely seriously, like it was something we would enjoy. Yeah, you do enjoy it. No, it's just you drink it all the time. That doesn't mean we enjoy it. <laughs> we drink it, and that's enough. That's awful. That's enough. Why we... would you drink something you don't like? Why would you drink something you don't like? Oh no, I, I mean, I like it because it's beer. Oh, okay. Well, we should just get you a bunch of natty ice. Oh no, I'd rather take, take you to Crunk Town. I'd, oh, I'd rather die. I, I got I got real drunk on some Miller High Life this last weekend and uh that is the champagne of i'm gonna beers. i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest oh. i missed the i missed the players meeting at regionals this this last weekend because i had to go to the bathroom and throw up i was i was like i was standing there behind the chair in front of my opponent there it wasn't a real players meeting it was like hey this is your players meeting and pairings standing there looking at my opponent i'm like Man, like the last people are getting their seats. I'm like, I don't really want to sit down. I've been standing there for like 45 seconds. He's kind of giving me the look like, why aren't you sitting down, yeah. dude? And I'm like, I don't. I need like I mean, two minutes. <laughs> okay. Like, dude, here's my bottle of water and my deck and my deck list. Can you just like player meeting for me? I got to go. Yeah. And, you know. You left your cards there? Yeah, but like, I mean, like what was going to happen, honestly? Like it was a player meeting. Slash pairings. He was going to look at your deck. I mean, maybe I he, he was a nice guy. Well, nice. That was good. That was you, you good, had to, good you had to, you had to like do the you had to do the the character check on the guy. That's why you stand there for like forty five seconds. Gotcha. You got to like do the character check on him before you before you you know jet off to the bathroom for you know sure. uh, forever. That's a nice hotel too. Man, it was kind of nice. Washington D.C. is a nice place. Real people, just like go the, there. just the whole place, like everything. 
let's talk about and their hotel bar was really expensive. The decks at regionals. Yeah, but like, uh, I mean, up. if they're gonna have a bar at a at a magic event, like, gotta cater to your audience. Gotta cater to your audience. All right, so regionals. Uh, a good number of regionals happened this week. They yes. had they had absolute on their rail. Okay, I'm done. Go ahead. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a drunk. The first details classy. The first five minutes of this podcast has been taken up by drinking. I'm sorry. All right, well, the rest of it's going to be taken up by drinking too. But we're going to talk about magic as well. Regionals, (laughs) regionals, Magic the Gathering. So regionals. Try it one more time. So regionals happened this week. Eight slot qualifiers. Uh, A lot of eight slot qualifiers. Or that that was this this weekend's thing. Was that all of the ones that happened this weekend were the eight slot qualifiers? Right. Is is regionals like? I don't even know what they did. Like, could they have picked a worse name? Regional national qualifiers. It's pretty funny. This is the worst. Like, really, guys? Like, it used to just be called champs, and apparently, champs wasn't good enough. Like, no, champs. That wasn't even it, was it? That no, was states. I don't know what you're talking about. That was champs and state. Like, see, wizards, you gotta like state figure this shit out. Was state champs? You, I don't think it was ever just champs. It was outside of the United States, oh, where they didn't have states. God. Imagine that. So it was just the <laughs> championship. So they had province champs. Like in Canada, it was just champs, and in in the UK, when they awarded those like solid gold bricks of Mutavault, yeah, those those that was a champs event. Oh god, those are the only people that ever got them. I don't so, want to hear about that. I was so jealous. Yeah, but I uh, so let's talk about some of the decks that happened at regionals. I uh, I picked out some of the ones I liked that were cool. Hey, Chris Burrows, what'd you play at regionals? I played Valkyrie, even though I wanted to play Blue Black Control because I couldn't find all the cards. Let's not talk about it. So. No, 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 no. I mean, like, tell, tell, talk to me about Valakut right okay. now. Talk to me about Valakut right now. Luis Scott Vargas is running his Gauntlet series this know, week on Valakut. And, and I've been following it, and I don't like his build. I don't like the Raptor build, although it did make sense. Like, I never quite understood Dragon Tree Speaker because some people had one of main. I thought that was ridiculous. But uh, now he has, now they have three in the board to replace Harrows with. It makes a lot of sense. You know why Draga Tree Speaker's in the seven cut, right? Go ahead, tell me. No, I mean, you know? It's uh, just a Zenith 4, or it no. was. Yeah, well, the, the one of in the main deck was. Uh, it Apparently, it's brought in on, against the mirror so that you can turn three a Titan. Right. Well, you like, can. Like, more consistently. Right, right. It gives you the Lotus Cobra and the uh, Draga into two drop. Right. Like, into turn three. Yes, that makes sense. There aren't enough um, Valakut you players. Also, You're never going to play the mirror. Who? who what what Valakut mirror is there ever? There's like, like Valakut is what? Like maybe 10% of the field? It wasn't, that maybe? didn't used to be the case. It didn't used to be the case. Right. Okay. You also so. bring it in uh, against uh, Rug because you they have random counter spells. And they bring in more counter spells. That's true. So, um, so Valakut didn't go well for you this weekend. You You played your own build. Yeah, but it was a really freaking spicy build. It was a lot better than the one that I played in Texas. And uh, the I, I got – I actually uh, straight misplayed in, in – uh, like, I was going on my opponent's read, like, the, my read on my opponent. He was playing Mono Red. So he Margaret Mutinies my Inferno Titan and was like – That's a spicy play. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to lose because of this because I was at 20. And he oh, that's the first damage mono red dealt you was Mark of Mutiny he, Inferno Titan. Well, he put me to sixteen, and I played an obstinate Bela. And then I played an Inferno Titan, and then he Mark of Mutiny it, and it just wasn't looking good. So uh, I'm like, all right, not a big deal. Uh, now I ten you, so I just tend him, and I 
because the obstinate Baloth died because of the arc trail or the arc arc lightning from the Inferno Titan killed the still ob- did two Dobson Baloth one to me and then an Ember Holler did two Dobsonate Baloth killed it. I took whatever the difference was. And then uh and then we got one more turn of him burning me to the face with two lightning bolts. And uh and no, 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 it was the same turn. It was the same turn. He burns me to the face with two lightning bolts, and I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll play a primeval titan and ten you. And uh, he's like, he actually looks over, like, just all of my reads about him were like, this is not going well for him. He's only got like three cards in his hand. Like, he just tr- is trying to burn me out at this point, and I'm at six, so another two lightning bolts doesn't seem like likely. So I'm like, okay, just ten you, and then I'll just kill you next turn. And so he actually says, he actually says to me, is it too early in the tournament to knock on your deck and say one time? And I was like, go for it, buddy. And he goes, one time. And then he draws a land. He puts it right into play. And he's like, hmm, well, I got it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like he one-timed you when he already had it in play? Oh, what no, a monster. No, he didn't. That's the worst part. He, he devastating summons plus bushwhackers me and the... I was at six, and I only had one blocker. Yeah, so and, you just got leveled. That's yeah. that's pretty terrible. I, I didn't even get leveled. He leveled himself. He didn't know he had the kill till he looked at his hand a couple what? more times. Oh god, yeah, it's even worse. Yeah, that's why I had the, such a good read on him. It's because the read was beautiful. Because he didn't even know he had the win. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, jeez. Did he stand up and like hee haw? And no, then strap a saddlebag on. It was Josh Adams. I oh. much love to you, buddy. You know, but um. Yeah, so it went badly because right after that, I went straight down to another mono-red opponent who fully leveled a Kargan Dragonlord in one turn, and I felt bad. (laughs) I was like, oh, I'm killing you now. Inferno Titan kills three of your dudes, and you have just Koth left, and what do you do? Swing a 4-4 into my 6-6? And he's like, Kargan Dragonlord, level Koth down to one, tick him full. I was like, ooh, I'm at eight. This doesn't feel good. So did did you lose that match? Mm Mm-hmm. Really? I did. Really? He had no unsummon. <sighs> I had no unsummon. I should have been playing Jace. So, so Chris Burroughs finished regionals at 3-3 three and three with Valakut. And it was I, miserable. I have to say, Chris Burroughs, I feel like... You were just behind the times. Well, like, like, now, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but like I feel like you should not have played Balakut anymore. No, no, no. That, after after Dallas, like, what were you thinking, man? Well, that week I wanted to play blue black your deck, but uh, I was having a hard time picking up all the cards. So, also I just prepared late. I mean, I've been testing the deck on Moto with you, but uh, friggin' this what's really what what kind of pisses me off about Valkyrie right now is that uh now LSV is picking up the the deck on his run on the gauntlet series like you said and the first freaking thing he says is well I think it's a really good time for Valkyrie right now and I'm like what <laughs> it's really not it doesn't feel good at all it's uh, like it, it, it you... feels like it's getting to the point where it's going to be because it's starting to drop off people's radars because they feel like that it, that people it's it's getting it's going towards the direction of lulling Right. Where people are just kind of like, okay, we can't play Valakut right now because it's bad. Right. And that's when people stop preparing for it, and that's when you're just like, boom. The whole, it's good. The whole reason Valakut can't win is because of Sword of Feast and Famine. Well, it, that, it's it's the whole reason why, like, the the, the Valakut deck fell off in the first place. And, yeah, they started cutting their spell pierces out, but Valakut started falling off at the same time. So, like, you see less spell pierces, you see less Valakut. So, like, if Valakut starts to reemerge a little bit, people just pick up the spell. Sorry. Jesus. Uh... Right, but you just have to, it's it's 
the ever-changing metagame where you just find yeah. the week where people aren't playing spell pierces right. and they I mean, take the flash pieces out of their board. That, that being said, that being said, three people between the two regionals qualifiers that uh, Star City has put up. I mean, I don't even think it's an awful it. game against Kago. It's just still it's feels definitely like a not. coin flip. Like if it, they get their god draw, like you know, either one of them gets their like really good hand. Yeah, then they're just going to beat the other. The issue, the issue is that. The aggro decks aren't good enough, so we don't have the rock paper scissors meta game, right? It's just it's just combo and control, and the aggro right. the aggro just hasn't been good enough. Like Forks like, was miserable. I, I hate to I hate to say it, but like Jason Mind Sculptor kind of like runs the aggro decks out, and then you're, you're left with just a, a combo versus control meta game. It's, it's not a great meta game. Hey Burroughs, I mean, how do it. you feel about that a turn card. one goblin guy when you're playing Valakut? I don't care. You don't care. Feels good. How many times did you lose to Red Deck Wins last weekend? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I beat... No, tri- Goblin Guide is what I want to see. I, I beat a triple Goblin Guide double Teetering Peaks hand from the from the second monitor. Oh, so Red Deck Wins is not your weak matchup. It doesn't feel like it. Post-board, I have nine cards. So, I don't know. I just, everything I've understood is that the reason that Valakut's not good is because Red Deck Wins. Is, well, Red Deck no. Wins was good against it. No. No? I, no, I, I don't mind seeing Red, red Deck Wins across the table. I, I feel like I got uh, completely boned this weekend on the matchups. Like, uh, I have I have a whole bunch of sweepers post-board, and I have two obstinate Bayloth, and it feels good. It just feels good. Like, I don't mind. Plus, I'm, I'm playing Inferno Titans, I man. So, um, Like, I... Was I got a read on, a bad read on my opponent, and uh, I got outdrawn. The guy was the guy when he the guy with the Cargan Dragon Lord had no cards in hand. He top decked it, <laughs> ripped it, leveled it full to full, and leveled me in the process. And uh, yeehaw, yeehaw, that's a good thing to do. Yeah, um, I pop ripping. I don't know. I, I'll I'll just mention I played the same deck I played in Dallas and lost to a mono red deck and then I lost to Colosso Fuentes with. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't that he played better. It was that I played really really bad. I punted the matchup in the most epic way possible. It was pretty ridiculous. Uh, in round in game three, I used Liliana's tutor ability, knowing that he had a Jace Mind Sculptor in his hand. Because you dressed him and saw it earlier. Yeah, like I, I had, I had seen, like I had, I had a good read on what his hand was. I knew like all but like one card or something, and so he tapped out to do something. We fought a counterspell war over it. Uh, I was able to resolve a Liliana vest, and I said to myself when I when I entered my draw phase, I'm like, I need to draw Jason Mind Sculptor here because I don't have one in my hand. And if I draw Jace, I'm going to be in a really good spot because uh, then he can't get his into play. Right. So. Deck one time, don't draw the Jace. And I'm like, all right, well, I have this Grave Titan that I can't play yet because I didn't hit a land, and I've got these two Mana Leaks, but I've also got this Liliana, and I guess I'm just going to make that. So I make it Tudor, like, for some reason thinking that, like, I could deal with this Jace afterwards. <laughs> and then, like, as as I'm shuffling and, like, doing it, he's like, like, he looks at it, and he's like, I put the card, like, over to the side, and he's like, it goes on top? And I was like, yeah. And then I, like, <laughs> I we, like, as soon as he said that, yeah, like, oh. and, like, and, like, we both kind of realized, and he, like, he, like, kind of, like, shook his head, like, I can't, I can't understand what you're doing right yeah. now, I guess, I, like, unless you're, like, massively leveling me on some kind of, like, insane level, right. uh, I'm pretty sure, and I was like, no, like, I'm... I, I have no first like we we have no respect for each other. I'm just like no, dude. I just 
played really bad. I yeah. don't I don't know what I did. <laughs> we had enough respect for yeah. each other. Until that sequence of plays where he was like, yeah. fuck this dude. Fuck <laughs> I'm like, I don't I don't know what I was doing. Good. Good. I'm, from now on. I'm pretty bad. And so so like he scries me, puts Cardigan out at the bottom and and it's all over. And it's like it's just a downhill spiral from there. And to be fair, like his draw was really good and he had a really good deck. He was playing a very, very good deck. He's playing Cobblade, and I believe he ended up winning that event or whatever, like queuing. Yeah, and you know, like congrats to him, man. Like I I really you appreciate know, that. Um, I don't think I'm gonna play blue black anymore. What I uh, what I said after I saw this happen was, if you really wanted to level him, you put a land on top. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. I mean, you just tutor for the land, it and, then like, and then uh, oh, he really needs to resolve that grave titan. Jeez. Yeah, uh, I mean, like I, I, I did it bad. I did it bad. I did it bad. I, I like sometimes I just make bad plays, and I don't know it. It. I'm not even going to say it wasn't ever a situation I'd never gotten into before. It just, for some reason, it just completely slipped my mind that that was the way that Liliana versus Jace interacts. Going to happen. And, yeah. oh, whoops, you're going to lose your card, and you're, you lose. So, you know. Um, that was the end of my tournament. Yeah, really. Yeah. It's pretty bad for me. <laughs> so, uh, let's talk about what was weird that did well. Uh, I think the, mo- the weirdest deck that emerged from what I saw from results was uh, Bant Control. All right, well, here's the funny thing. Like, we got these off the Star City list. And there is a... There was one in... There's a list for Seattle, and there's one for Charlotte. Right, this is one each. And I thought it was interesting that, that both lists had a Bant list in the top eight. Right. Now, granted, uh, Flores is goofing around with a, a weird deck online. Uh, that I'm he calls involved. Enthusiasm, um, which is pretty cool. It's just Bant, aggro, slash control, I guess. Okay. <laughs> like, it just plays a similar... Uh, Synergies is, is the one with Lotus Cobra ramp into Bane Slayer or Jace or sure. whatever. Um, but uh, I mean, I mean the other one. There's there, there's two lists. There's one that that Max Goldstein played that was just like ramp into big things, mm-hmm. and then there's the one that uh, Ryan Bemrose played that was. It just felt it like, like it felt like extended. Yeah, it was just like Bant. Sword list, except he didn't play with neither reliquary. <laughs> right, exactly. Interesting that neither of these decks played Squadron Hawk. Like they both have Jace, Jace Mind Sculptor four of, but they don't have the Squad Hawk, which is, which is unusual. Yeah, well, only one of them had Stoneforge Mystic. Well, they just played with things that beat Stone or beat Squadron Hawk, like like Bane Angel. the Baneslayer Angels. <laughs> yeah, right. And and like the other list had a Miri Angel too. Uh, Miri Angels seems so good so right now. Do you guys think that? Uh, the answer, the answer to this Cobblade menace, whatever it is that you want to call it, it's just aggro, right? It's like making guys that are like either e- very efficiently costed or have really good value against it. Like the, the one, one of the lists is playing like Bane Slayers and Sphinx of Jawar Isles, which are very difficult for that right. deck to beat. The other deck is playing uh, Bane Slayers and Amiria Angels and Mystic for Mortar Pod. Like another, like this one's more classic, like playing on the same linears that a lot of blue white decks did. Um, I feel like you're you're right. Like it's really easy to out aggro side uh, Cobblade right now because their fish are so small, and you can just like bench find the crap out of them. Or there's you, also you a just... very finite number of fish in their deck. Right. Unquote. Like they like it's it's an immediate value that they get by playing a squadron hunt because they go get out the other three, and right. they're like, oh, I've got a mitt full of, of threats. Um, and then once you deal with those threats, they're just kind of like, well, I hope Jace gets there. get there because I'm out of birds. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, you do have colonnade, I suppose, but that's, you know, takes forever. Well, it's just, it's more a mana sink. Right. Um, These are exciting. These are exciting band lists. Like, I think they're I cool. I like Garrick a lot. Garrick yeah. Garrick is good. I don't know. I don't... I don't. I never really feel good when my opponent resolves a Garrick. Like even if they just untap two lands, right? It just like, feels bad. Yeah, it's like oh, I have to waste my turn activating a colony to swing at it. The like, only time he's the, still just fucking time walk. The only time Garrick feels good is when you he untaps two lands, but then you you know he, they have no board. Yeah, and and even then it's like you're kind of like well, I still kind of have to kill this thing because <laughs> it makes a board. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It seems like it's got it's got good cards in it. Um, Sphinx of Dryal is really good against the Codex. Like Codex kind of get to the point where they're they're starting to lean kind of on Condemns and Tumble Magnets as their spot removal. Right. Um, if they're not running the three plus days in their deck, then they've dropped to you know one or two with spot removal. And uh, Sphinx is pretty good at dodging spot removal. Yeah, <laughs> no joke. Um, and he also blocks a sorted up bird pretty well since they're not playing the blue black or blue green sword right really that much anymore or at all i haven't seen a one with a blue green sword in it for a good there's, long time there's there's a couple of purists that are still running like gotcha silvock life staff and that's in the 75 maybe not main deck but they're running in the 75 gotcha gotcha so i, I was gonna say it's encouraging to see that that decks are branching out that we're not seeing the same like squadron hawk type metagame and everything but once again we're seeing Four Jaces in both of these decks. One of them has four preordains. The other, the other one went like Ryan Bemrose went like much more aggro. He has no preordains, but uh, like again, we're just seeing the Jace decks. It's uh, like, are you guys not frustrated by this? It's just it's not at all. A little bit sucky. Uh, like I, I love the card, but it it really <sighs> feels like like I tested Black Red Vampires ad nauseum today, and no, like pun intended, I guess. Derp. And I just I couldn't. Make the deck work. I don't know if I was just not getting good matchups or what, but like you can't play aggro. It, that's not even it. It's that's the totally fact that it. sometimes their draws are just better. They just have more cards than you, and you can't win. I don't understand how people can win with Blackbird Vampires right now. You probably and made a just the aggro decks in general. You're right. I'm a terrible player. You're right. I'm I'll just saying. No, I'm, uh, like you're right. Okay. I, you're right. I tested all day today, and I I got all the cards. You're talking about. You're, you're right. talking about Cobblade, right? I'm talking about in the Co- I'm talking about Cobblade and Rug. I, like uh, they both didn't seem like great matchups. A rug doesn't seem like a good matchup because they got pyroclasm out of the board, but every other everything else seems fine. Like, the I guess so. Sword like, goes a long way towards beating. Okay, uh, they also have to keep their dudes alive. Like, it's frustrating. It's frustrating for an aggro deck when, as an aggro deck, you're not able to stop their squadron hawk from happening. So they get in, they get a blocker there. They get to find a bunch more blockers, and then they just get to set up their end game, and then they draw straight into their end game, and then you lose. Like you're like, oh well, you know, like beat through all your hawks or whatever. But in the meantime, they're just making land drops, and they're going to make some five or six drop that kills you, whatever it happens to be. And like it's yeah, Gideon seems real bad. It's, just, it's, it's frustrating. Like it doesn't even have to be Gideon. It could be Baneslayer Angel. It could be a Wrath of God. It could be a Jason Mind Sculptor. Like all of those things pretty much beat you. So it, it's it's pretty difficult for aggro decks to survive right now. So I like I like the fact that the band control decks here are utilizing aggro elements as well as control as well as the counter spells to you know fight the same kind of fight that they need to fight. Like I, I 
if if I had to play aggro right now, I would move more towards something like Ryan Bemrose's deck that plays like the Amiri Angels oh, yeah. and the Stoneforge Mystics and the Garricks and the Jaces. That it just it plays it just added green and a bunch of aggro monsters. Like I didn't I was never a big fan of um Gerard Fabiano's uh ban, like ban, 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 ban Caw deck. I didn't like it very much because it it was trying to play the same linears, but it was trying to play the exact same linears. Well, no, that's not true. It just it had just, a it just wanted to add Fauna Shaman and Vengevine, right? Uh, yeah, but it was like it was like it, it, the fact that the Fauna Shaman meshed so well with the rest of the deck. You don't have to okay sort in of. games where you don't have to play out your Squadron Hawks to uh friggin like block everything. You just use them with your Fauna Shaman to whoop up this ridiculous train of Vengevines or whatever other utility creature you need, which felt good. It, felt, it feels pretty good. I mean, like, and, and against Valakit, I mean, I, even though it's still slow, like, you can have a, a you know, a, I think there were Birds of Paradise in that list. You can have, like, Birds of Paradise and have a little extra mana so that you can Fauna Shaman away, or you can use Fauna Shaman to get away a, a creature that gets Stoneforge Mystic, and then you get the sword, and then... It's just there's a whole bunch of utility that goes with that. I think it, it's the unsung hero, and it's the thing that uh, uh, Shields did to win the Grand Prix, and it's it's not being a lot of press. Is the Amiri Angel right? Yeah, that it, was, was wasn't that the card that, that won? Was Amiri, Amiri Angel that was the winning list, right? Or am I wrong about that? Somebody else had. Somebody else had. That. I don't think so. Somebody else. else somebody else had the Amiri Angel, but, but I was talking about it's that. Such a good card in Texas. I was talking to James Buckingham, and I was like, dude. You know, I wish Mary Angel had one more point of toughness because Lightning Bolt is going to be all over this format. It's the reason that I was too afraid to play Lotus Cobras. Turns out Lightning Bolt is not all over this format. Uh, not at all. Like, why is it that everyone is freaking out, or everyone was for about a week and a half, was like, you can't play Lotus Cobra decks and blah, 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 and then Rug is all over the place. Like, everyone, like, some, for, there was somewhere in the middle there where everyone hyped Lightning Bolt and it just never happened. I feel like... Cobra just has like a lot of weird, just residual hate that just kind of exists in the metagame that he's just going to catch cuz. Right. But then, um, but then you see results and, you know, hate to be results oriented, but Cobra decks are still getting there. Well, it's, it's the classic, like when Rug has the Lotus Cobra and you don't have the answer, you are <laughs> so far behind. It's not even funny. And, and so in the, the two out of the three Valakit lists that did well at, at IQs, or sorry, not IQs, at, at um, Nats qualifiers that I saw in Star City were Lotus Cobra decks. Sure. Which is just insane to me. It, it makes sense. Like, Cobra is a very, very powerful card, but he's also... Why aren't people changing the metagame there? He seems like the weakest creature, though. He's, he's the most... He, like, Lotus Cobra is the kind of guy who's super powerful, but he's also got... A weakness to literally everything. One toughness, check. Not a black creature, check. Not an artifact creature, check. Literally anything that you have in your deck that can kill a creature, point it at the Cobra, because he'll die to it. Yeah, I, you know what I'm saying is, if I was going to play a deck right now, it would have to have Mortar Pot in it. It would have to have Mortar Pot in it. I feel like Mortar Pot is so frigging good right now. Okay. You know, like, you, you, I, hit, you hit Squadron Hawks, you hit Cobra, you hit Cunning Spark Mage. Those are all really good choices. I think it requires a deck that also has Mystic in it. I, I don't think I'll you can play in you. a deck that doesn't have it. I'll give it to I you. Like, unless you're playing Michael Rooks' Furnace Celebration deck, Whee! which, did he did he queue? Yep. No. Well, he did didn't he get for there? National, he queued for whatever 
So so Michael so Michael he won, I, he, yeah he got a, the Star City Invitational but he didn't queue for Nats. Oh, that's that's too bad. He, oh, was, he got tenth. He, he was yeah. he was sitting at the top tables for quite a long time at, at the national qualifier this weekend. And well, then he, he got, it sucks because he went five zero into six six two. Yeah, sucks. So. He got his he got his face beaten by Valka, which is worst matchup. And then uh, you know it's a slippery slope. So, um, so elves. This elves feels like a deck that like. Just should be more of a presence, and it's not. Yeah, this um, Elves deck seems really good. Will Haas has been playing <coughs> for a while. Will Haas has been playing the last few IQs, and he's, he's been—I guess—he's been getting some. Pretty he's been good doing pretty well. Um, but uh, the initial iterations of Kago and Cobblade, like a lot of the like Kibler was just like, I don't know, it kind of rolls to Elves, mm-hmm. and like he kind of said it like jokingly, but it does. Yeah, <laughs> and he said it jokingly because nobody's playing Elves, right? Um. But, I mean, it just plays with good cards. Like, it just, it's just a decent aggro deck with Vengevine backup, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, they play with Viridian Corruptors and Acidic Slimes to, like... To completely negate any kind of, uh, like, advantage that they may have with Swords. So, th- th- this deck queued this weekend? Yes. yes. And it's got four Lead the Stampede, four Green Sun Zenith, four Azuri, four Vengevine... Uh, and and just a whole bunch of one drop elves and then the four of uh, Azuri or Elvish Archerid. Um for the, like I I've read a lot of articles this weekend where people are they're like, Oh well we cut down on the number of lead the stampedes or we, we figured out that Green Sun Zenith wasn't good enough and right. stuff like that. Is, this guy's just maxing out. Like the four Green Sun Zenith seems I played in an extended because it was a combo piece. It goes find another combo piece. It was really, really good there. I is it good in aggro? It yeah. is really in this in this build because it's just like you usually set up a board state where it's like, man, I just wish I had this. Right. And then you just go find. And it's it. usually Azuri. Yeah, it's usually it's usually it's, it's going to be Azuri. It's usually going to be Azuri, Elvishar Shard, or one of your hate pieces like Acidic Slime, right? Or Corruptor out of the board or something like that. Does but, he, have a, he has one Acidic Slime main deck, right? Oh, that's that's pretty cool. Tacky. I like that. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, and then, you know, sometimes Father Shaman just dies a lot. Yeah. Like, you know, because, I don't know, it feels like they never have it when you have Lotus Cover, but they always have it when you have Fauna Shaman. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, just having access to eight Fauna Shamans seems to give a Vengevine deck a lot of depth. <laughs> cool. Seems good. Um, but, I mean, I just, it looks good. Like, I'll- just having... Infinite overruns. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't like this deck right now. Whatever. Just, like for 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 what it's worth, I don't think Elf Aggro is there. I think it's there. I saw. I watched. I watched this deck play. I play test against it a lot. Actually, have you know, been living with Will Hobbs, having but... having a roommate that loves to play Elf Aggro doesn't mean Elf Aggro is a very good deck. Uh it's insane in his hands. So you know, if if, if the deck can be good, then it. It's like Maybe you can laugh, like, player. I don't know, like, you can laugh at, like, elves a lot, but, you know, if you sit down across from Matt now, you're like, well, fuck, I'm probably not going to win this. Yeah. This dude just plays elves really good. Yeah. But whatever. I'm still not impressed. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, like, I, 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 just, I don't like the deck. I'm so, Like, it doesn't seem like a deck that can win in the face of uh, a prepared Kago player. I don't know what a prepared cargo player does against much multiple Vengeance. It's it's the thing that uh, you've been seeing a lot of recently is 
I won all of my I won all of the matches I played against Cago on day one of the Grand Prix. Yeah. And on day well, two they're all donkeys. And on day two I didn't win a single one. Right. And I feel like national qualifiers kinda has the same symptom going on of well, I was able to play against some people with Cago and like you you lull yourself into thinking you have a good Cago matchup because you're not playing against people that are really good with it. Mm-hmm. And once you play against somebody that actually knows what they're doing and makes all the correct decisions all the time, you can't win. I feel like Els is the same way. I like if if you're playing Els and you run up against a player that knows what they're doing with the best deck in the format, they're going to wreck you. Like they're they're a play, like it, it just has to be a player that's prepared. It has to be a player that has a couple day of judgments. It has to be a player that has a couple mortar pods. If you if you have a mortar pod and a day of judgment, how is Elf supposed to win? Ever. Honestly. I don't know. Both that's a lot seem of like mana a joke against Benjamin. Yeah. Also, uh that's a lot of mana investment for something that elves the elves just outmanas the hell out of you. There's just you run so many out things. of cards. You run out of cards. Lead a stampede. Oh, I'm sorry. Lead the Stampede, the most consistent card drawing card in, the, in the entire deck. Absolutely. Yes, I'm. I'm serious. Well, that card is not lands. good. Plays, deck plays twenty lands. Okay, I played eighteen. I'm sorry. I played sixteen lands and extended. Lead the Stampede was still not the best card in the deck. It was good. Okay, it was good. I'm not going to say how it wasn't. Often, how often did you get less than three hits on your Lead the Stampedes? Often. Okay, like you're, it, it's, you're it's, unlucky. It's, a, it's a high variance card. It is it is the definition of a high variance card. Lead the Stampede is the most high variance card we've you seen. A very five long, cards like deep Sorcerer Strongbox is a high variance card, and Lead the Stampede is in the same league as that. Jesus Christ, no, it's not. Oh, you're gonna tell me that if you, that you don't want to flip a coin and see if Sorcerer Strongbox doesn't draw you three cards because Lead the Stampede does the exact same thing. Uh, yep. <laughs> Except, yep. Wait a minute. The Sorcerer yeah, Strongbox. Yeah, exactly. Is Sorcerer, Sorcerer Strongbox, Strongbox might... start and play. <laughs> Because yeah. I thought it cost four mana and then a two activation. And it also I'm sometimes saying, like, does nothing. I, okay, exactly. And Lead the Stampede is in the exact same it spot. Not, except Sorcerer Every Strongbox has a better upside because if you don't win the flip, you don't sacrifice it. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, look at wow. Your, no, 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 no. Look at, look at your odds. Your odds are just insanely better with Lead the Stampede. So, thanks. They're really not. They really They're are. Re- <laughs> uh, I would like to say that I... I, I Watching my two castmates here argue <laughs> over the merits of Sorcerer Strongbox. Yes, yeah. and I'm baffled as to why I'm not as drunk as they are because uh, this is, it seems like they're very heated about this legitimate topic. This is a legitimate argument. I'm trying to make him dumbest. sound like an idiot, and I think I've proved my point. Well, no. you, you, leave, the, leave the stampede is nuts. You're just an idiot. It's you're not idiot. the. It's not the nuts. If, right. if if it was the nuts, it would have. You're giving it credit. Right, hold on, hold if it on. was the nut, if it was really the nuts, they would have cut the four green suns in us and played four more creatures, so they had a better odd of hitting. What? Yep. Why would they? they Absolutely. No, you know, you know okay. Every time that I flip, they didn't even care that they had the four green suns in it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I don't even care when I don't draw an Look extra card. Whatever. Odds. I don't. I can Look just at, throw this extra card away. I don't need that card. Whatever. Put it on the bottom of my deck. Who gives a shit? I'm gonna put an end to this conversation. They splash blue and play four Jaces. Oh, boy. You got Boom. it. Done. You Boom. win. Done. Yep. Flooded Groves. Flooded Groves. It's over. Next topic. Do you have another deck for me? Do you have uh, another deck I can pick apart? All right. This is oh, the deck. All right. So, such wait. a good job so far. Yep. <laughs> oh, he's got to fold it in half so we can't see so the elf focus. deck anymore. So we, we can't, so we can't think about Sorcerer yeah. Strongbox oh. and how insane it would be oh, in Constructed. I'm gonna, all right. What, uh, do you, what do you got? This is Ben Yomplowski's Polsky. Yomplowski. Can we come up with a cute three-letter abbreviation for his name? Yom. Yomkeeper. <laughs> B. Yomkeeper. All right. What's B. Yomkeeper playing? Um, 
He's playing architects. Ar- what's an architect? A grand architect. The grandest of architects. I don't know what that is. You don't know what grand architect is? No. You really don't? What is that? <laughs> I'm serious. I don't know what the card that is. It's the uh, the one and two blue for a one three creature soul ring. Oh. Makes all your blue creatures soul rings. Oh, we saw this deck like a, like a month ago. Yeah. Ollie Andrazi played it a couple okay. months ago. I don't know. This guy has a weird take on it. Did it get good? I don't know. I don't think he, he won. It has 16, <laughs> it has 16 islands? Uh, but it's got... It has Calamar Depths and Ink Moth It has 16 islands, Chris Casby. Just saying. That, like some, Mono Blue, something, baby? Something is fishy about that. Just saying. The uh, the power of blue is so great that it's the only color that this guy needed. This. No way. Mono Blue, baby. Okay, so it's the same deck, except it's got like Lodestone Golems, and it doesn't have the Steel Hellkite anymore. It's got a Mind Slayer. It's got one Jace the Mind Sculpture. You ser- you're, it had, get this out of here. What are you had, doing? The original like, deck who had printed one. this out? Get out of here. Ali Adrazi's only had two. Yeah. This is... Well, okay, we, well, that's... that. The, it's, it's because... It's because uh, I heard on a podcast once, I think uh, someone was saying that just because you play blue doesn't mean you need to have Jace the Mind Sculptor. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what I podcast was that? <laughs> Who the fuck would listen to a podcast that says you only need like zero Jace the Mind Sculptors? Donkey Donkey Land. Land. Yeah, that was uh, it. Scrub Fox, something like Scrub that. Scrub Fox. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, this deck, like, I mean, I, the only reason I'll play more than one Jace in this deck is to kill another Jace, I think. Just to keep it from bouncing my architects. Then play <laughs> Jace Bellerin. What are you doing? <laughs> well... Also, I want to no- note that Mindslaver was in the in the Allian Trazi list as well. Okay, so awesome. About that, awesome. Like it's. I'm not it. impressed by this deck at all. And you're if, not if, impressed by a lot. No, you're if, drunk. It, if it happened to qualify one guy, then good on him. But there's a whole nation of people, and you know, most of them were playing Squad Hawks and Mystics and Jaces because so. they don't like to innovate. And this guy, props to him. Worst they don't deck need to week. innovate. The best deck has been found. Wizards wrote a whole article about it this week. The worst deck. They said, hey, uh, sorry, Jace was more powerful than you thought it would be, and uh, that was our bad, but uh, we have a legacy to protect, so Memory Jar is going to remain the only card on the emergency ban list. I don't think Jace deserves to be banned. And I also no, really doesn't. don't You know why Jace doesn't deserve I'm sorry, to be banned? I'm sorry, I went you down why, this road. Why My Jace fault. doesn't need to be banned? Because Lightning Bolt exists. Uh, well, that's a dumb argument, but it's not a dumb argument. Take to five. Cool. Now he's got two toughness. Stick mm. to four. I mean, I don't know. What the, <laughs> the problem. If everyone wants like these draws. like easy answers to this thing. It's like, well, no. Like it's mythic. <laughs> There's no easy answers to mythic. The problem isn't just the card. It's all the cards that surround it. It's the fact that like you you get to play Jace, and if you get to untap with Jace, it's even worse. Like, like just just playing it once. If your opponent's able to kill it, that's fine. I, like, I play Jace. If, you don't have to tell me how good. Yeah, Jace is. like, like just, it's, it's just a crazy good card. God, are we are we going to go down this road? No, let's is not this, talk is about it. Is this where we're going? I don't. Care. No, we need we need to drop this. This this can't be this can't be healthy. We are, however, going to go have a cigarette. Before this is going to give me. This is going to give me a corny. I'm going to get. I'm going to have a coronary. We start talking about Jace. I'm going to have a coronary because. You know, yeah, say it. Sale. Say it. I don't know. Say it. Chubby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's not what I was. Thinking. That's yeah. I know. I <laughs> know. You're, you you're to trying say. to be nice. It's okay. <laughs> no, I understand. I, I understand. I think you're high strung. Girls, girls, <laughs> girls, girls. You're both pretty. 
You're both pretty. Oh, brother. Let's go smoke cigarettes. Yeah. All right. We'll be back in a minute. All right. See ya. That's not gonna happen. You don't have the ability to power bomb me again. I do. No, you don't. I absolutely do. Where's my bottle opener? I did it once. I will do it again. Yeah, it wasn't a proper power bomb. Yeah, well, I had you in a headlock and your arms locked behind your back. So how the fuck am I supposed to power bomb you from that position? I don't know, but you're not supposed to break my spinal cord. <laughs> I mean, that, that's well, that not great it. for me. I, at least it was onto a bed. For my body? Oh, you're right. At least it was onto a bed where I could, uh... Not extend my spinal cord out in a full position where I could land. Would you have rather it on the floor? I would have gotten you on the floor. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I did. We're yeah, recording right it's now. Working. And this is the Scrubland podcast where we talk about power bombing each other. We uh, ad nauseum. Razor's edge, baby. Boom. <laughs> I do. Oh, that real is, dude. Yeah. I used to be a wrestler. Oh. I used to be a wrestler on the WWE. The WWF. The WCW. The TNT. The T. <laughs> the TNT. <laughs> tits and tits. The oh, the tits and tits. You should drink that shit up. All right, so do that uh, shit. you do whatever you want to do. All right. These were the worst decks. Oh my god. We're back. Oh boy. Hey guys, how you doing? We're back from our break. We got our nicotine on, and uh, these guys are all roaring and ready to go. They're really excited. I can see it in their eyes. <laughs> All right, if you guys can't tell, it's a little lackluster day. We're doing this cast like one in the morning because so what? Chris Burroughs has family stuff to do. No, I don't. No, no, no. I had. I'm going know. to see Charlie Sheen live tomorrow. Oh, whatever the fuck. <laughs> I thought it was because by family mom. stuff he means Charlie Sheen live. <laughs> Charlie Sheen is my bro. And uh, uh, I just woke up like two hours ago and watched the Clockwork Orange. So the you know, Clockwork Orange, not, was, not any Clockwork Orange. Like, I get a text from Bro. He's like, "Yeah, we're doing our cast at twelve thirty. And I'm like, "Oh great!" And Ten o'clock. I'm like fading. So I'm like, I yep. guess I'll just take a power nap. Yep. And that was a bad idea because I'm still fucking exhausted. Oh well, I mean, you just go ahead and sit there in the corner for a little bit while we finish the shit yeah. up. Because I, I got, you guys I got to make this so much to Jesus talk Christ. about. I can't be contained. Yeah. I've been up since eight. So Look, fuck you guys. Look. I didn't know if you guys heard, but uh, the bad guys won the war. Yeah. That happened. I heard. That happened. And I was not surprised. It happened even though it hasn't happened yet. Like, Wizards put out a shitty Wizards promo video in, like, a million different languages that fill up your YouTube channel. And then you're like, oh, I guess I should watch this one. And, like, the first one you click on is in, like, Portuguese. And you're like, what the fuck is this? This doesn't even make sense. And you have to click through it for a million times before you find the English What's this one. Crazy Phyrexian yeah. tongue they're speaking. Yeah, you're like like they're they're like speaking Phyrexian, but it sounds like Portuguese. And you're like, what like what, what is going on? Come on, guys. Like seriously. Come on, dude. Like, it's not even a good YouTube video. I'm sorry. Like you could have you could have hired the dudes that made that PS3 game that hasn't even come out yet to make a better 
video for you. Speaking of games, Portal Two. Woo. Yeah, Portal Two. We missed. We uh, we should go out and find that tonight. We should definitely not tonight. No, tonight. It's tonight. It's almost three in the morning. Walmart's open, baby. GameStop is open. I think. No. No. All right. Hell no, it is. Well, we'll get Portal later. Another time, we will portal it up. Well, guess what? Speaking of portals, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a really sweet logic jump. You ready? All right. Uh, we're drafting in reverse now, right? Yes. <laughs> that was your logic jump. <laughs> yep. We're drafting in reverse, and so we have to draft the first pack of the most recent set. So, Which like, will be New Phyrexia. Is that what it's called? New Phyrexia. New yes, Phyrexia. So we, got, so we got to draft New Phyrexia first, and then we got to go all the way back to like we're like in the time warp. We're going in reverse time. Like storyline wise, I I know you guys, you guys don't really care. I was really about storyline. Well, uh, what I do care about is like how like, I mean, granted, okay, like Phyrexia won the war, and it looks like there isn't a lot of infect just based on the rares. And it's the, weird, uh, right? Um, no, because um, I knew that they couldn't really do like a critical mass of infect creatures because it would just destroy the limited format. So. They're doing a lot of the new mechanics like Phyrexian mana and stuff like that to still give it the flavor of Phyrexian winning. Um, but if they like if they did a critical mass of like infect creatures, it would just be like, oh, we're drafting this pack first. Everyone's going infect. There's nothing left to infect, yeah. guys. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm really hoping that the, th- the three letter acronym for new Phyrexia is new. Just new. <laughs> it's, it's NPH. Just new. It's NPH. Damn it. That'd yeah. be sweet. Uh, uh, do you guys like the Phyrexia mana mechanic? It seems sweet. Uh, like, I like it that's, like right. that's right. I'm talking about the spoilers. I'm sorry, guys. Woo! I'm sorry, oh everyone on the Scrubland podcast. I'm uh, let you down. Boop, boop, I'm talking boop, boop. about the spoilers. Oh, we're we're not going to talk about individual cards too much. <sighs> Thank God. But the Phyrexian um, mechanic. The Phyrexian mana mechanic I really like. Um, it's pretty cool. It just gives colors that don't have access to certain mechanics. Access to those. Mechanics. I just keep thinking about the the possibility of playing green cards in my red decks and just paying with them with Phyrexian mana, or just like like what is what is the dynamic of constructed going to be like? Where you're playing cards that you have to pay life for. It sounds like the kind of mechanic that's really really interesting in draft. Where where I'm sorry, maybe it it sounds really interesting for draft, but people figure out, like, what the best ones are and what the worst ones are. So, like, oh, well, this card goes in every deck, so it gets snapped up immediately. Because, whatever, it just goes in every... There's like, going to be a couple yeah, of those. Well, yeah, it's like it's like Mortar Pod right now. Like, every, like... like everybody's happy to take a Mortar Pod. Because, right. you know, it's just it's sweet and draft. Yeah. And I feel like there, there will be those same kind of cards where it's like, oh, there's this ghostly prison, and it's just sweet in every draft deck, so just take it. Yeah, it right. seems like all the rares that have Phyrexia mana are going to be in your deck. I like I think it's unfair to say that there if hasn't there been like one. a critical mass of poison creatures or anything. Like there, there will clearly be more infect creatures, more proliferate creatures, stuff like that. And you just, like you haven't seen them yet. And right. cuz they're all they're all going to be in common and uncommon. Like the the number of poison rares that we've seen has been pretty low. It's like 3 or 4 per set. Right. So Oh, Putrefax. Yeah, I mean like Putrefax is kind of sweet, but oh, like gosh. like isn't it just like Crusader, Vatmother, Scytherex at the top like they're yeah. you know well, not in that order. Uh, well, but whatever. They're all kind of the same guy. There, I mean, there's cards that you... <laughs> 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 
and the infection takes root <laughs> oh deep within the bowels of Chris Burroughs. <laughs> smells like smells like that's what I think about this topic and twenty piece nuggets. Yes, that's what I think about this topic. Um, but anyways, uh, so I think it's going to be interesting to draft this set um, now. Um, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's definitely going to throw a wrench into things because I mean it's it's been a long time since I've drafted. Three sets of a block. Yeah, me too. Like, um, shards was the last time we did it? Right. Yeah. Well, they they, keep, me- they keep messing stuff. It's like two sets and yeah. one set and then two yeah. sets yeah, and then the, a core the, set. Well, there was the four set block and it was two different two yeah, sets. Yeah, just like they, they keep doing all this stupid stuff. And like, I, I'm really happy they're returning. Just like, yeah. hey, here's, here's big, a block that you here, can actually draft. Yeah, it's like big set. Medium set, medium set, and done. My my drafting strategy for these kind of sets is always just pick the best card, and I think like that's something that where it's it's so funny that the beginning of this form of this block it was like oh my god everything's so synergetic, and now we're gonna be like oh my god pick the best card because no matter what it is you're gonna be able to play it because you're gonna be well, playing just, it for life. Yeah, like all, I don't the, think that most of the infect cards that we got. Uh, I, oh, I, I don't know. If, this is all speculation. I think that could be a thing. A lot of the infect cards that we got in Besiege kind of lent themselves to not strictly infect. Like we got Rotwolf and Blight Widow, which fits in multiple archetypes. Right. You know, like the black cards. I mean, there are, there are some black cards that aren't very good that are infect, but um, like just drafting Besieged, it's not, you don't usually end up with like a dedicated infect, dedicated non infect deck anymore. Like right. You usually end up with cards of the other. Yeah. Um, like I could play spread the sickness in my dinosaur deck and be just fine with it. Right. Um, well, shit. I mean, you just play with fucking Viridian Corruptor in your dinosaur deck and you're fine with it. Yeah. Um, well, that's because uh, that card is the nuts. Well, yeah. Um, I will say that uh, it's, it, it will be very interesting. I, we got a, in, in Mir- Mirror Besiege, we got a whole shitload of two for ones, like a whole mess of them. Right. So it made just drafting nuts. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see what we get in Besiege to I'm see just, how that's going to balance that out. Because I feel like Besiege is really powerful. Yeah, I'm just sad. I, mean, I feel like they have to tone it down. I'm sad that the, the, the that we're doing the time warp. I'm really sad that we're doing the time warp. Is it a step to the left? It's it's You start with the Phyrexians winning, which is the last thing that happened. It was the big reveal and then you jump to the magically right. you're going to go back to like fighting the war and then the Mirren's winning. You put your that, hands like, in your head. It, it, just, it doesn't make a lot of sense from that perspective. And I, I, I think that maybe Wizards kind of made that decision like after they had designed the whole set and the whole storyline and everything. Like, I, I feel like even, even if it was like better for the game and the way that like, mechanics work and the way that tournaments work, like if, if flavor ruled all, there was no way they ever would have let that happen. They would have just gone with the regular forward forward thank god flavor doesn't rule all and we get like cool sweet cards to play and constructed instead of bullshit fucking oh my god i was at synergies (laughs) yeah do you remember when we were at the card shop uh like i don't know two weeks ago and i found that sweet book it was like it was a five dollar trade binder and it was just a book of cards and they looked like collect they looked like like collectible card game cards or something but like they didn't have any stats on them or anything and I i was looking at the fronts of them and i was like these are just artwork yeah, and then like as I'm like flipping through it, I'm like, these, like on the back it just had like a story, and I'm like, what is this? And they were literally just cards of artwork, like fantasy art of, trading cards of nothing. I'm like, what? You, so like, what do you do with them? You look at them, 
and then you read the back and you and you think about the story and then you make up a little bit more story in your head or something and then you go on to the next one. I'm like that's not like Wee. like who, who it was it was a book of like 60 cards and it was a $5 binder. So, you know, it it, it had some limited appeal, but like I I don't know. It it's the reason why flavor doesn't rule all. I feel like if flavor ruled all, we would just have that we would just all have the time. Cards. <laughs> yeah, we would just have we just have cards that were all artwork and all flavor text on the back, <laughs> and no and no stats. And you can't you like you can't play them against each other. They don't do anything. It was like this knight has slain the dragon. This dragon was very difficult to beat because he had fire breathing. And let's just let's just imagine who wins this pro tour. Exactly. <laughs> like it's it's just like a picture of a Japanese guy sitting at a table. Obviously, the Herloon Minotaur. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I mean, like if if true. Flavor had to win the day, Herloon Minotaur would probably win the next Protor. Balls. Yeah, that guy's pretty badass. Look at his ass. The horn. Dude, he's menacing. He guy's tattooed face. Guy's a beast. No, funny story. Uh, I actually know. Uh, I actually trained and got my A plus certification under Anson Maddox's uh, aunt. Oh, you told me that. Yeah, that's. Not a what? Anson Maddox did the art for Helen Minotaur right. as well as Fallen Angel and yeah, uh-huh. and, and his uh his aunt's his aunt is uh my high school computer teacher, Miss Anson. His first name is his mom's maiden name. That's a really lame story. <laughs> uh like I think it's I just think it's really cool. So did you have his? It's about as lame as your fucking like random fantasy art folder. I mean, did did you have did you have his sister sign your Hurler Minotaur? Like, hey, I got the guy who's not actually the artist, but like the same blood. <laughs> no, so, but like, I'm... oh, if, if you had her sign it in blood, then oh, it would be man. sweet. That'd be then too it sick. would be sweet. Too sick. Would be sick. I, you you, you could have just made that up, and I would have bought it. So, so. All right, so getting back to magic cards. This was all about magic cards. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, we have a May 7th pre-release for this new set. Brad um, Nelson going to be there for ours. Hell for yeah. For Star Cities. Um, so what What do you guys think? Uh, is this a rumor that I heard? Is this actually confirmed? They're not doing regional pre-releases anymore? Right, they're not. not. This, so, is, this is the last one. They're they're moving them all to the stores. Which, which I, cool. I kind of like. I kind of like... Um, I, we were talking about this the other night and kind of just dawned on us that, like, like Squadron Hawk is next month's F&M foil. Right. And is it really? Yeah. yeah. So it's like... Sweet. They took away our player rewards. Right. And then they started giving us playable F&M foils. Yep. Which I think I'm fine with. <laughs> yeah, it seems pretty I mean, artists artist in a Kozilek aside, like, the other past few months, like, Wall of Omens, Spell Stutter Sprite... Um, well, they also introduced like buy a box promo, and th- there there are a lot more promo cards <laughs> that you can get at the store right. they, they than, know you, than the you ever could before. Where, the store, the, the Wizards stores knows that the stores is, the players, right? The stores is where the game is is got its roots and its ground level, like this is where, where their base is. It's the economical standpoint. It's, it's the fact that we can ship thirty two of a of a promo to a store instead of shipping one promo to thirty two people, right? Like from a, from a like U.S. mail perspective, makes sense. It just makes sense. Like everybody's going here anyway. Just give it to them there, yeah, and, and then give it to the people who are like doing, doing good. well, yeah. yeah. And then they're actually worth more. And then they're, and then they're happy because you know, like then the events have have some value. Like you enter an event and you actually win something. Imagine that. Yeah, and it also gives people drive to do better. Um, and you know, they you know, just, I don't know. I, I I like what the way that they 
I was I was kind of on the edge about how they were gonna kind of make player rewards balance with and saying like, okay, we're just gonna give it back to you in different ways. Right. And I like the way that they're doing it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's um, it's every time that every time that they make an announcement they were like, Hey, we're taking something away, people are up in arms, so angry, rah rah rah. And it's that they they, 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 wizards they, could say anything at this point, and there'd be people being well, pissed but like, about they, it. They don't put up in, instead of saying like, "Hey, we're gonna give you guys these specific promos as a replacement for these other promos we used to give you." Instead, all they said was, "We're gonna refocus our efforts towards brick and mortar card stores." And people like don't make the connection as like, "Oh, That's well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess you were giving me all those promos, but now you're giving me less promo." Like. For a little while, it was super sweet. You were double dipping in, like, mailings and store. Right. And then they realized that that was dumb and that they could just give them to you in the store and they make more money that way. Right. Well, that so, makes like, when you were getting your F&M fours, you're getting shit like ancient ziggurats. Yeah, like, like who the hell cares? <laughs> it, doesn't ma- like, it doesn't matter what the promo is. The fact is they're giving it to you. Like, no, no, it, no. The fact is that now we're getting actual promos that are going to be worth money because they're playable. And I, before, a Spellstutter Sprite is $10 in F&M foil form. Right. Why? Because it's played. They've always made those cards, though. Right before they were just shipping to you, but as player rewards. Both now, sides of that coin, no, no, no. Real player both rewards, sides of that coin rewards. were totally a friggin' uh, die roll. You, you, for your uh, player rewards, you would randomly get the one foil, and sometimes that one foil would be great, right. and you'd get all these little crappy full art cards that sometimes were fantastic, and sometimes yeah. were completely unplayable. You're like, hey, look, I, I got like a reclaim, which is terrible, and then I got, awesome. a, and then I got like a lightning, or... I got a lightning helix and a reclaim. Claim. Right. And you're like, well, half of this was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and and then you know, uh, and as your F and M foil, sometimes you got Eternal Witness, and sometimes you got, well, like you said, Ancient Ziggurat, and uh, now you're just you're gar- it, it it's it's just all around good. You're guaranteed if you're a good player and you're getting better, or you play your F and M's and you're like doing your thing, you know, you're guaranteed to get that good card. And it's something to work for. It gives people like more goals as well. So. They they know what cards are good. They, yeah, they, like, absolutely they, they absolutely they know what's good. And absolutely, I understand yeah. that like the printing process is is a little bit far out, and they have to like you know like keep things NDA and whatever, and keep things shit like before they ship everything out and yada yada yada. But like they know what cards are good. They mm-hmm. they, they knew for a fact Squadron Hawk was good. If Squadron Hawk wasn't good, it wouldn't have shown up as an F and M promo this month. Like it would like right. The the fact that uh, Spellstutter Sprite showed up as a promo as late as it did is the is a testament to the fact that like, well, I don't know if we thought Spellstutter Sprite was going to be that good. Like they gave us Kitchen Finks and Murderous Redcap when they were standard, and people were super happy about those. Right. right. But like, if Spellstutter Sprite had been the promo then, like, if you think it's a ten dollar card now or twelve dollar card now, it would have been a twenty dollar card when every every single yeah. F and M. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just basically I'm just glad that they're giving us playable cards now. Like, yeah. Regardless of, like, when they were giving us fucking, like, Ghostly Prison and Lightning Greaves and shit, Screw like, that. I can't play this, no. man. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's someone somewhere wants to play this Michael card. Rooks. I can't. <laughs> Michael Rooks. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, I am glad that it's it, they're pushing for the, the, the local shops um, and kind of going out of their way to make it better for them. So, um, I like it. We are going to jump real quick to the player or uh, to the uh the listener topics there weren't that many there's only one late. you guys you guys let us down this week L- <laughs> listener topics you i guys... put it up like this i put it up tonight at like seven o'clock it doesn't matter there was like n- nine responses and 
two of them were stuff that we said we wouldn't do on the cast. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Like, legacy is not a topic. I'm so- legacy is not a topic. The rest of them were time spiral draft. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. G- thank g- you. Who, who won this week? Oh, um, a new player. Patrick Clark. Yeah. Um, I don't, I've never met the guy. Um, brand new kid. Totally I, I, sweet. Yeah. Showed up, showed up. They had, they had like two draft pods. They ran into like a, a big like collab in the top four or something. No, ridiculous. No, no. They played out to the winner of each pod and then the winner of each pod played each other. Really? Yeah. Yep. Wow. <clears throat> that's, that's pretty nuts. Um, so I, I, I'm interested to like, did he just randomly show up? He's like, Oh, are they drafting? Let me show up. Or if he's like oh. some guy, some guy listens to Scrubland and was like, Hey, I want to go draft. Or yep. he's just none of the above. He was just bored. We get to find up. out next week, guys. April twenty third is the big uh, t- Charles League presents drafting with Scarbland Time Spiral draft uh, invita- invitational thing. <laughs> Whatever thing. the million letter acronym is. Too many, too many words. Yeah, lots of them. I didn't um, know this was a real thing until just recently. I, like I, I made plans, and then I got a text message that said, you need to cancel your plans. You have prior engagements. Obviously. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't make those engagements. They're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, you you, you, totally do, you don't understand. Like, we will go kidnap you. You need to come to this thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess if I'm forced to go open packs of magic cards and drink alcohol, I, I, I could be convinced to do that. <laughs> I, I, I guess. <laughs> I have to. So, um, one of the listeners wanted to know what we thought about Stoneforge versus Bloodbraid Elf. Is Stoneforge Mystic now as powerful or uh, as powerful as Bloodbraid Elf was in its heyday? Hell Uh, no. The answer is no. Hell no. Um, Stoneforge is really crushing the metagame right now because, A, uh, he's he's really good with the, the black green sword. Right. Um, that being said, it's it's kind of awkward card advantage where Bloodbraid was just strict card advantage. Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, guys. Did you, did you ever cast a Bloodbraid Elf and then cascade into a, a violent outburst and then cascade into a hypergenesis? Because that was pretty powerful. <laughs> no. Just saying, rawr. That's what I'm. Well, that's what that was my was going to be my point is Bloodbraid Elf was an the activator for Jund, but it was also uh, a huge combo piece. For both the Seismic Swans deck, which I had some success with, and also the Extended Hypergenesis deck. And the entire thing was just so freaking cool to me, was that, like, Blood Red Elf could do so many things just simply by playing a second spell. Like, now Stoneforge Mystic is just a tutor effect. Like, just recurring Avengevine. Like, something as simple as, like, hey, I found a second creature, and I get to cast it, so now my Avengevine's coming back. So now you're getting attacked for seven. Or, whoops, cascaded into this Bogart Ram Gang. Now you're getting attacked for ten. Right. Or, Uh, oops, every turn I'm going to cascade into a Spreading Seas. I mean, (laughs) yeah. Love that deck. See, I did that, too. Man, Blood Rain Elf was so good. So the answer to this question is, Mystic is... Pretty good, but Bloodbraid Elf was, was like nuts. He was off the scale. We'll just yeah. put it like this: Bloodbraid Elf is what kind of kept Jason Mind Sculptor in check. Stoneforge Mystic does not. The hell no, <laughs> no, no, because Stoneforge and Jace are friends. <laughs> like Blood Bloodbraid and Jace, they were uh, like they were they were on like the outs. Uh, like, we, we, like, played, we played we played Bloodbraid Elf and in Jace the in the same deck. Same they deck. are friends. Sometimes, sometimes they were friends. Sometimes <laughs> they were friends. But sometimes most of the time, when you they stumbled were upon friends. some piece of shit tempo deck that's good for a week, yeah. 
and we just happened what, to play it. What's that his week. name? Bill something? I forget. Billy Moreno. Billy Moreno. That's the one. I tried to play Fissure Vent in the deck like last week. So <laughs> just saying, you would. That deck, that card is kind of cool. Tell me about Tyski. Tell me about this beer. I don't know. I didn't drink it. Oh well, I can tell you about it. Here, you drink it. I, oh, I, I know I'm too drunk. I'm too drunk. I can't drink any more beer. I've been drinking liquor all night. I've been, I've literally been drinking all night long. Chris Burrows is gonna pound the rest of this Tyski. I'll, I'll read you the label uh, while can we're you in read? there. I can read. Your it's double uh, vision. Uh, it's the beer of Poland, Tyski, since 1629. That's a really old beer. The original recipe, which probably is why I didn't want to drink a whole lot of it, because I don't think it was very good. It's personally. pretty, it's like, okay, so it's basically just, like, pick a random, like, mid-level good beer, like, maybe say Rolling Rock, and it's, it's quite a bit more tangy than that. I didn't know that they had text messaging in the 1600s. Hell yeah. But apparently, if you text 80080, that's not the number. 88008. There's too many circles and lines it's, it's in this number. It's 88008, just to let you know. Why do you know that? Are you already on their mailing list? No, because... You, you beat me to it, you, I, you asshole. Yeah, I know. I'm finished with this beer. I read it I'm finished. seconds ago. I'm finished with this beer. Fuck it's ass. over. Get out of here. Take your beer to Poland. Win a, win a fucking flight to Poland and get out of here. I'm pretty sure... I caught that. I'm pretty sure uh. that... Really? <laughs> he just chugged the beer. Give him a break. Really? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that if you imported this beer from England and then you phoned him up and you're like, hey, I won that flight to Poland, they would be pissed. They'd be like, no. They would be pissed. They're like, yeah. oh, wait, that flight that we were offering costs us double <laughs> or triple? I don't a know. Lot more than that. God, what's a flight to Poland cost? I, I, hope, I, ne- I hope I never have to, like, uh, a full ass load. Maybe we should all enter this and then that way the next time there's a Grand Prix in Poland. We oh, we could go. go. You know, that's there on the front of the bottle it says Grand Prix on it. It does. <laughs> There's a Grand Prix 2000, 2002 2006. Uh do you remember the story about Steve Saden uh like traveling to it was like there was a Grand Prix in like Greenland or Iceland. It was like some like ridiculous Nordic country. I'm pretty sure it was like Iceland. Okay. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm just going to like take this flight to Helsinki to try to pick up two pro points so I can make level four for next year. It was like, it was like the year where he was breaking out. Yeah. And then he told some ridiculously long story on the magic show about how he scraped his knee and no, everyone wanted to, weird everyone wanted to, infection. yeah, like everyone wanted to kill themselves, but, uh, I don't watch the magic. I show. mean, that could be us guys. That could be us going to Poland. It could be. I'm pretty, Poland's really far away. <clears throat> I like I'm Polish. I have like Polish blood in me. It's like right next to Germany, right? Yeah, I'm Ger- I'm German Polish, and I don't. It's like right next to Germany. It's like the German. <laughs> really? Are you serious? I'm actually a little offended. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to make like a Nazi joke, so I did like that was, that was the first. No, thing just, the first thing I thought about him was a Nazi joke, and I was just like, Chris, no, it's right next to Poland. Leave Let's it make it more. Chris, leave it alone. PC. It's okay. That was good. It's a little good. Just you're cool. See, I, I tried to clean it up a little bit for. A, a very little bit. I'm, gla- I'm glad. <laughs> I do kind of miss the Magic Show, though. Like, what is the, the new format? I, I haven't watched this since the new format. Where it's they're, fine. He figured it out. It, I, it's, he, cause, he figured it first, out. I don't even well, know no, what that no, means. Cause, cause I, the first no. couple, this, is, this is how I heard it from other people as well, and I haven't seen it since. But the first couple episodes I watched, and I was like, 
This is like, this is unrefined, and I like the old version better, and I don't know if I can get into this. And then uh, a whole bunch of people have said to me recently, you know, Maddie's show actually may be worth watching again. Like, they've, they've, they've kind of got the format down. They know what they want to say now. They know how their, their segments should go, and everything's better. And I just haven't actually, like, turned myself back onto it, so... I, I might, I might, I might start doing it. Okay, so I Gmail chatted with Evan Irwin for a little bit, and like basically, I just I gave him a more personal comment than like than like the the, the, the standard YouTube comment because he gets like a billion YouTube comments. Right, yeah. Sale, you know you're not allowed to talk to our listener. What Evan Irwin is not a listener, sir. <laughs> I'm actually a fanboy of his. He see, does listen to our show. See, he like does. Of, of the echelon of of magic coverage, Evan Irwin gets like 16 million viewers, and we only get like three grand. So, you know. Still pretty good. It's still pretty good. I mean, like we're 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 close. We're yeah. close. We're close. And it's, so it's you know, I, like I, I chatted with Evan Irwin for a little bit. I'm like, hey, dude, like I, I think that your show is like got potential, but you need to you know like maybe do it more like the Daily Show or do like some <laughs> no like, like for real like I'm pretty That's sure a pretty good like, suggestion. He actually and and he did like they they've started like basically they just merged his terrible idea of like hey let's do everything in front of a green screen and do terrible skits that. We're bad at writing, and merge it into this other like Picasso like PowerPoint presentation. What my show used to be, yeah. And so now they're just like basically putting up slides behind him while he talks, and you know it's, it's good. It works. I mean, he's branding it, himself. Yeah, so like no, good. absolutely, and it totally works, and and he's doing a good job. Like. A, he needs to never ever do the Planeswalkers Theater again. I don't know if you've ever seen that, see that, but uh, it was basically a bunch of clip art of Planeswalkers with people from the Star City Games as their voices. Like, off- offices. No, it was even worse than that. It was worse than their voices. It was actually a cutout of their mouths and their like their mouths like like speaking and talking the words oh my God. out of the Planeswalkers clip art faces. Wow. And. Uh, it kind of made everyone want to kill themselves. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, and I know there were a lot of like reasonable people that that got roped into that giant fiasco of a production. Yeah. And I'm sure he put a lot of work into it. I, he, he said as much. He put a lot of work into that episode. Evan, please never do that again. I'm sorry. <laughs> Save I'm sorry. yourself. The please energy. never ever do that again. Oh god, it was so bad. All right. Oh man. So. I wanted to die. Scrub fans, you can find us at Scrubland Podcast on uh, at gmail.com or Scrubland Podcast on Facebook. Uh, and if you have any uh, if you have anything to add, do you want to hear from us uh, on Facebook each week before the episode? We put up the listener requests, so feel free to chime in. Chris Chris Casby, have you got any deck lists recently? I'm not a man. What? What's going uh, on? Someone posted one online. What's going on? What? What? I don't. I don't know. What's Where, going where's on. all the deck lists? I don't know. At? Mine or people's? Just anybody's. I don't know. I, what you're, I, I don't know what the question is. I, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen any sick deck lists lately. I haven't seen anybody's sick janky deck. Uh, it's I, been a long time since Phyrexian Digester got played and constructed. Oh god, sir. Uh, Just I've saying. Been, I've been wrecking house well. with that deck. Have you been wrecking house with the Jester? Yeah. yeah? Uh, what, what happened to the Chris Casby's janky oh, deck of the week see, uh, on Facebook? Man, I get lazy sometimes. And yeah. I also have, like, two jobs. Uh, soon to be three jobs. Congratulations. Soon to be three jobs, yeah. Good job taking all the jobs. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, so, the, the, what was it? Fucking, um, the, event, the, the it was a Star City's uh, Invitational Qualifier. 
in uh, Gainesville at uh, Comics and Gaming Outpost. Are you going to tell me Mono White Infect got there? It was in the top eight. Gary no. Babcock. Hell yeah. No. Hell Absolutely. Yeah. Mono White Infect. Mono White Infect was in the top eight. The FRC. At, at the fucking shop where Chris Burroughs cut his teeth on. That's right. Well, who is it? Chalemi? Tom Chalemi? Tom Chalemi. Chalemi. I am For, a huge fan of Tom Chalemi. Phyrexian Digester. Uh, he was did not run. He, uh, I believe it was him or someone posted on our website. Play with uh, Signal Pest in that slot, and that's what was in his deck list. Yep, sexy. So, yeah, pretty cool. He was running Journeys. He was running Journeys over Oust, and he was running a Johnny Goldmains over Windborn Charge. Uh, do you hear that, Smitty? We can put decks in the top eight too. <laughs> Eat it. <laughs> Just not while I'm piloting. I also want to say uh, two th- two quick things about uh, Time Capsule in the area. Uh, Time Capsule has a 1K that's going to be running uh, in, in a few weeks. Uh, I'll get you May the... May 22nd. May 22nd, I believe. Yes. And uh, also, next week, uh, the the prize has gotten upped for the Charles League Presents. Uh, we I just got word that we have Scrubland playmats that are getting handed no out. Way. Yep, that are getting handed out. What? I get a Scrubland playmat? Everyone gets a Scrubland playmat that top eights. And that's that's all. <laughs> Everyone who top eights the eight man of it, which means that <laughs> the four of you, the four of you. I'm glad I got buys in the top eight. <laughs> right. Uh, we have we have we have Scrubland podcast playmats that are getting made specially for this event. Is it just uh, our logo on it? It's just our logo. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, we're gonna see if we can market these soon as well. So. Seems like a lot of work. If you if you I'm gonna, like Chris, like, t- I'm, gonna I'm gonna let Burroughs spearhead that. Burroughs takes it again. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you jizz on the black play mat, it'll show. Just <laughs> just let you guys it's, know. Like if you get really really excited about getting the play mat and then you jizz on it, it's probably gonna leave a stain. Especially so, black play. It's our. I mean, <laughs> just saying. It's our logo on Facebook, not our logo on the shirt. Okay. Okay. I mean, whatever. So. Sure. So the jizz stain won't show up as much. Is what I'm saying. Oh, oh, it's 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 black it's on white, white, not white on black. Right. 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 Okay. Okay. It's cool. It's, it's totally cool. cool. Unless you jizz black. So. <laughs> <laughs> then you should probably run to a doctor. <laughs> oh, wow. I was masturbating and oil came out. <laughs> Phyrexia, no! Oh, that's going to do it for the Scrubland podcast, you guys. We got to get out of here. <laughs> My co-host have run away. It's just me I'm now. Done. It's over. I'm so done. All right, You're guys. Junk. Email it's us the Scrubland Podcast at gmail.com. Or, I'm sorry, Scrubland Podcast at gmail.com. Or Scrubland Podcast on Facebook. And that's gonna be it for us this week, guys. You you keep it real. You you keep your jizz in your pants. Are you out of smoke? And uh we're gonna go we're gonna go try to buy some cigarettes after hours here in the good state of Virginia. Love you guys. Good night. I know I'm stronger, faster, better, right? But you left out one thing. I'm not a man anymore. I'm a freak.